Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. I'm super excited to have a very special guest with us. Allie Cudby is here, and she wrote the book on customer retention, literally, because she is the best-selling author of her book is titled Keep Your Customers. Ali honed her customer expertise at her previous company, Fab Foundations, the world's leading certification program for the art and science of bra fitting. Before becoming an entrepreneur, Ali worked at the New York Times, Golf Digest Magazine, and Animal Planet TV Network. She received her MBA from the Wharton School. And these days, she coaches companies, leads workshops, and delivers keynotes to help organizations grow. Her programs inspire customers to spend to spend more, buy faster, and refer like crazy. In her spare time, Allie also teaches entrepreneurship at Purdue University. Like it's just a hobby or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find more about her at her website, youriconicbrand.com. That's where you can find her. Allie, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thanks. I'm really glad to be here. It's going well. Thanks. It's great to have you. I mean, you, so many good things in your bio there. And I love customer retention and how you wrote the book on that. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Before we get to that, though, the other thing that stood out to me is that you had the world's leading certification program for the art and science of bra fitting. Tell us yeah. a little bit about that. That's so cool. Thanks. So first of all, when people hear you say it, they're like profiting. I'm like, no, no, bras, like the garment that a woman wears under her clothes. Uh, that That's what I said. And what happened was I got into it completely by accident. I had one of those transformational customer moments. And I was so inspired that I started writing about the art and science of bra fitting. And one thing led to another. And all of a sudden, I was a best-selling author on the topic. And then that turned into a program that I focused on lingerie professionals and have trained people on six continents around the world. And what would happen was my clients would get really good at fitting bras, which hopefully they would because that was the point. And they would come to me and they would say, you know, Allie, this is amazing. My customers are crying tears of joy in the fitting room. And I would say, that's fantastic. Now, what are you doing to make sure that they stay with you for the long term? Because in my work in corporate America, that was the strategic marketing stuff that I had been doing. And I knew that just because you could give a really good customer experience in the moment, that didn't necessarily translate into long-term loyalty. And they never had a plan. And the light bulb went off and I realized, hey, I can take the work that I did in corporate America, marry it up with the work that I've been doing with these lingerie 
retailers and ba-boom, your iconic brand was born. That's so fascinating. And it, it speaks to the thing that stands out to me right off the top is uh, the niche. You're very, very niched in there. And a lot of people, they get that when they start a business, they get really afraid. There's a lot of fear that comes up around, you know, really focusing in on one specific thing. But that really is the key to success. Would you agree? Absolutely. And in my entrepreneurship classes, when I teach, I'm constantly coming back to that. And the, the truth is, even though I'm niched into customer retention and I started uber niched into lingerie, my customer base has really grown from lingerie into a really wider number of clients. And I always ask myself that same question as I, as I assess my own business, do I need to niche back down? But you know, the, the truth is that customer retention is its own niche because there are so many companies that just focus so much on acquisition and they think again, kind of like my, my lingerie retail customers that providing a great experience in the moment is enough to earn that loyalty for the long term. Now, the growth of your business from, you know, starting with that niche and then grow, branching it out, and you constantly said you're asking yourself that question, do I need a niche back down? Did that growth happen organically, and did it come from doing what you did, or did you, you know, just decide, hey, I want to do more and be a little more generalized? It grew organically. So it started out, I was just working with my lingerie retailers, and then one of them came to me and said, hey, there's a woman's apparel store up the street from me and they could really use your help. Do you think that what you do would work for them? And I said, I, I guess so. And that seemed like a really easy stretch. And so, you know, sort of women's apparel then became apparel in general. And then retail, sort of brick and mortar mom and pop retail. And then a community bank actually came to me and said, you have done amazing work for one of our customers. And it was one of the retailers, was one of their customers. We have the same issues in our retail locations for our community bank. Do you think that you could help us? And I said, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's try it. And fortunately, it worked really well. And so that's sort of where it started growing outside of the sort of the natural next steps. And now it's been lots of different industries, everything from healthcare to tech to associations and um, yeah, still some, still some retail as well. And that's great. And the reason I wanted to key on that is because, uh, as I said, a lot of entrepreneurs, they, you know, they, they think they need to kind of try to serve everyone and be as general as possible to reach this mass. Because I think a lot of people, there's a, a, a discrepancy between, or a distinction is a better word, between audience and customer. And I think a lot of people will tend to blur those lines. And so when you get really niche, that doesn't mean that that's all you're going to do for the rest of your life. And a, a lot of times the next thing comes from being that specific because people begin to know, like, and trust you. And then they begin to ask for other things because if they're going to go do something similar, they'd rather come to someone they know, like, and trust rather than go out and find someone new to work with. That's absolutely true. And that has happened with me over and over again, you know, people will come and they'll start out with the things that I you know, sort of advertise as my main bread and butter. But then they say, well, you know, can you do this? Can you do that? And sometimes the answer is yes. And honestly, sometimes the answer is no, because the flip side of what you're saying is that 
you need to stay in your zone of genius or else they're going to stop liking the liking and trusting part. So there's a natural inclination when people come and talk to me about customer retention that they also want to then talk to me about doing customer acquisition work. And I'll work with companies to help them hone their message because the more you know your loyal customers, the more you can be clear about how to message to additional people who share those same attributes. But I'm not a lead gen person. I That's not my zone of genius. So I really try and make sure that I'm staying in that world where I know that I can serve at the highest level. What would you say today at this specific point in time is your core focus? It is truly how do you make customers feel seen, heard, and valued so that they want to stay longer, spend more, and tell everyone they know. And so that, with that being the case, you go in and you work with a business to do that. What are some of the preliminary steps you take to begin that process? We really start by making sure that everybody in the organization is aiming for the same bullseye. And this is a core message in the book, Keep Your Customers. How do you identify that emotional connection that you want to have with your customers? Because you think, people think that they buy based on a rational decision-making process. And decision-making isn't logical or rational at all. It is emotional. And so when you can tap into that emotional connection, that's where loyalty lies. And so that's where we start. What I love about what you just said is your whole focus is on retaining customers. But when I ask you what's the first thing you do to start that process, you talk about working internally with the team, not with the actual customer. You absolutely have to start with the internal because it is the piece that is the customer connection. You don't, you know, all of the people in your organization have to be aligned around that customer interface because if they're not in alignment, then you're never going to get that consistency. And without consistency, you don't get trust and so on and so on. So what do you think is for these entrepreneurs that are out there listening today who they know what they do, but they're casting that wide net. They're really trying to speak to too many people. What would you, advice would you give them to begin to niche down and really get clear on what it is that they do? So there's two things. One is what I see is that when entrepreneurs start their business, they focus a lot on you know sales and marketing, sales and marketing, get customers in the door. And on some level, that makes sense. But on another level... I also see a lot of entrepreneurs focus so much on figuring out the product, what's the sales and marketing, that they finally get a customer and it's like a new parent who gets handed a baby and you thought you had done all the work and then you realize, oh shit, you know, the work is actually just starting. And so, you know, you need to think about what you're going to do with the baby once they come in the door. You have to be thinking with a customer orientation before you even start. And that's something that I see a lot of entrepreneurs miss. And so then the customer comes in the door and they don't have a great experience and they bounce back out again. If you're not thinking about that customer experience from the get-go, then you are apt to lose those customers once they come in. I love that advice because, you know, a lot of people when they're starting something up and they're going after that client acquisition, they're so focused on that. That seems to be what they need, right? They kept... they 
create this need for that because they need want to see revenue go up and they want to see money coming through the door. But when revenue comes through the door, you then have to deliver to match the value. Absolutely. And and then the flip side is then once you get the customers, what are your consistent processes to make sure that you are, you know, continuing to deliver that emotional connection and and cultivate loyalty? Ali, thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to pick up the conversation again in the next episode. This was a great conversation and client retention is something that I really enjoy talking about and learning more about. So thank you for that. I want to remind people to visit you at youriconicbrand.com and also grab a copy of Keep Your Customers, which is your best-selling book. Thanks again for being here and I look forward to speaking with you again on the next episode. It was a pleasure being here. Hey everyone, I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.